This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. BYOB. Bring your, your own, own locker. I love that. <laughs> I feel like that's the same way I felt shopping for the holidays. BYOB, bring your own blocker. Making yeah. your way to the stadium through the Muni lot, all of those kind of things. We all need a fullback in life. Uh, big thing that came out of that one, of course, the Friday injury report brought to you by Slater and Zers. Experience you need. Results you want, visit SlaterZers.com to get our free consultation. Elijah Moore spent the night yesterday in a, in the hospital. He has a concussion. He is in the protocol, so that's your update there. Amari Cooper tried to give it a go. They are very positive about him moving forward, being able to play on Sunday, if they decide to play people on Sunday. Corey Bajorquez closer to coming back than Dustin Hopkins. Nothing official yet, though. That's your injury report out of Kevin Stefanski. Kevin deflecting credit. He accepts all the blame. And last night I, I asked Tyvis Powell on the postgame show. I said, asked him something about Kevin. And you know he's been successful. Players seem to like what, and he said, here's why. Because he always takes the blame. He said, a player may have made a critical mistake and Kevin will say, that's on me. I should have coached it up. We had people calling and screaming all the time when Kevin would say, that's on me, you know. Well, then fix it, do it better. Okay. Tyvis had the other perspective. Players love it because it does nothing but help them deal with what's going on on the field. And then Daryl asked him about, you know, being in the same breath as Paul Brown. Only Brown's coaches to win eleven games more than once, I believe, is the official stat. And Kevin said, "Yeah, that's about the guys on the field." Wow. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Well, Kevin, you're not listening. You're doing a fine job. Congratulations. He's doing, doing a damn good job. There you go. I mean, and that's – we all cannot say that enough, and I feel like the last two months, even the loudest Stefanski detractors have come around to the side of going, all right, the guy's done a pretty good job. You know, even the people who have screamed the loudest about the Kevin Stefanski, whether you want to go red zone trick play problems, going for it on fourth down, not kicking field goal, all of those different things, I feel like even those people have gone – all right, fine. He's done a decent job. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just such a begrudgingly we can't lose our minds over this anymore. I, I, I almost wish you could put Nick Chubb on the field so that Kevin could run kind of, some kind of a trick play on first and goal from the six instead of handing it to Nick. Right. So then that way so you everybody could, could yell. That, that, that's only that's, but, that's the main complaint I ever had about Kevin. But abs- Because that stuff on top of it, then that way if your head coach – all right, I'll give you the perfect example right now. Sean Payton is getting it from every direction 
on the face of this earth because of the Russell Wilson benching. He's got former players and current players going after him right now on every social media channel, on TV every single night, about how they handled Russell Wilson and about what he has done with it, including the fact even in the beginning of the season when Sean Payton was going nuts on how bad Nathaniel Hackett was when he was there. Yeah, that was a little tacky. So, And, and then, boy, he ripped Russell a new one on the sideline the other day. Yeah. And so everybody has seen all of these things, and everybody has been losing their minds over this for the last 48 to 72 hours, and we're basically having this giant reprieve where we're coming at Sean Payton and losing it. That's because the coach is actually is, is putting blame on people. A head coach who just takes all of it makes it so that his players don't have to deal with it. It's the same reason why you were taught as a kid to occasionally just be the bigger person and apologize even if you didn't do anything wrong. Why? Because it goes away. And the people can focus on things that they need to focus on. Instead of, answer, instead of answering questions by being blamed by a coach, then you got to deal with the blame after it. Then you got to sit through the meeting where you go, well, why'd you blame me for that to begin with? Because so-and-so then goofed that up. And then the blame just gets passed and it becomes obnoxious. Just take it. It just goes away. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Dominic is in Huron. Dominic. How are you, Dom? Hey, guys. How's it going? Happy Victory Friday. Happy yeah, Victory Friday, man. Hey, uh, I was just – you guys have been touching on this on and off all morning, but, uh, you know, this – the end of this season now where we have a pure passer, you know, you go back to, you know, Stefanski's past quarterbacks, Brett Favre, you know, Ponder, Keenum, Baker. You know, none of those guys really – you know, Baker could run, but, you know, he didn't run much. But do you think maybe taking that out of the playbook – is actually helping this team now because, you know, he doesn't have to draw the trick plays and try to get, you know, his quarterback in space to run. And he can actually fall back to what he's used to with the pocket passer, the play action, you know, and, and throwing the ball deep downfield. Like this, this might be Stefanski's niche. And then on that, do you, do you think Stefanski was involved totally with bringing Deshaun actually here? Or was that choice made above him? And now he has to deal with it. I, I would think a choice like that is made above the head coach. However, I would think the head coach would love to have a guy of Deshaun Watson's skill set. You know, I mean, oh, definitely, definitely. You gotta, you gotta coach up what you have, and if you know, if you suddenly have a team that's able to run the ball, if you have, you know, on the other hand, if you have a quarterback who's a pocket passer, that's the kind of offense you design. If you have a quarterback who does other things like Deshaun does, even though he can be a pocket passer, you got to design that. But Dominic, clearly, this looks really comfortable. For Kevin as a yeah. play caller, and it looks really comfortable. I, I kind of liken it to Kirk Cousins, to be honest. Yep. Also, yep, definitely, Dominic, I'm going to do something that you're going to want to immediately follow up with the raspberry noise of <laughs> when I'm done. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski would tell you more than anything else, and I think even if you got him in a quiet moment, he would go, look, man, my job is to take the 53 guys that we've got inside of this building and put them all in the best position to succeed. If the offense needs to look one way for one set of guys, that's what we're going to do to put him in a position to succeed. If it's got to look the other way, my job is to evolve with the talent. And that's what that guy's shown the entire season. Now, add the raspberry oh, yeah, noise. Yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. I mean, I, I believe he should be, you know, I was one of the naysayers at, you know, earlier part of the season when we were bouncing quarterback to quarterback and we're doing all the trick plays and just like, you know, stand there, hand the ball off, you know, stand there, play action, throw the ball. But, you know, it was all, you know, little ghosts here and run here. And, you know, and I was, I, I'll admit it, I was one of those guys that, was, you know, that was calling like, hey, well, what are we doing here? You know, we're getting away from it. But it just seems like now that it's off the table, basically with Flacco, he's falling back into what he's comfortable with now. And he's not, having to worry about that whole aspect of the game and stuff just going. I mean, our offense in these last games is, is crazy when you compare it to the rest of the season. That's all you're, I'm saying. You're no longer having to find explosive plays out of being as creative as humanly possible. Like, that's what's that's the difference in this offense. Like, everybody wants to go, okay, it's Joe Flacco, it's this and this. No, it's you no longer have to find explosive plays through tr- being tricky and through being different, and through misdirection, and through smoke and mirrors, and however else you want to put it. You are no longer building an offense the same way that you are trying to keep a crack in your wall that is weeping water into your basement together. That's no longer the offense. It's no longer held together with flex seal and leftover window caulk and miscellaneous patchwork and whatever else that you had to try to get this thing to no longer flood your basement. You now have an offense that doesn't need that. You can find explosive plays by actually trusting your quarterback to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field at a shot. Roosevelt's in Cleveland. Hi, Roosevelt. What's up, Roosevelt? What's going on, fellas? Just you. To borrow a line from Randy Quaid in the movie Independence Day, ain't I been saying it? (laughs) I mean, come on. I have it written down right here. Roosevelt said it. (laughs) Not Listen, the line I thought you were going to go with, but I'm happy you chose that one. Ain't I been saying? Because this, te- this is a team of destiny, fellas. I don't care what the football devils throw at this team, they overcome it. Okay? Look at, what we, look at what this team is doing. Look how that ball just jumped off my man's chest and right into, uh, the, uh, into our hands and ended the game in, in Chicago. I mean, come on. This team is going somewhere. We are going to beat. Kansas City, then Joe Flacco is going back to Baltimore and beat Lamar Jackson in the AFC championship game. I've been saying it all season long. This is what's going to happen. It's going down just like I'm telling you, and we're going to the Super Bowl. And the NFC can throw every anybody they want to throw at us. Just because we're there, we're going to beat them. I don't care who it is in the NFC. I don't care who they got. We're going to beat them. All right, Roosevelt. I, I, I wrote it down again, Roosevelt. Thank you, buddy. There you go. There it is. I, Dan, it's written. I've got it on the wall over here. That's perfect. Kansas City, then Baltimore. That's that's perfect. That's everything you can ask for. That's that's what we that's what we want. And, and of course, NFC doesn't matter. No, NFC doesn't matter. I those love it, Roosevelt. Are, those teams don't matter whatsoever. That's the way that this goes. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 